0: Welcome to Ellie's Coffee Talks, the podcast featuring creative entrepreneurs in the Basel area over the best cups of coffee in the best cafes. Good morning, Cyril. Good morning. <laughs> We're here um, at the harbor of Bowen Island, yeah, it- recording in Canada today. Yeah. I'm so excited. Uh-huh. Um, Cyril. You, as I see you, you're a digital nomad and have been for the past 10 years, about past yeah, 10 years. Yeah, pretty much,
1: yeah. Uh, I was the typical digital nomad for quite a while. Basically, I left I left Germany when I was uh, in 2014 and decided to start going around the world. And I first traveled to Indonesia for two months and that's where I met you. And after that, I came back to Germany and I started just moving back and forth between France. And then it just kind of all slid into a constant move. The trips started to become longer and longer. And I started to go four months in Asia, then five months, to eventually a point where I was moving somewhere else every two months. And um, that's in 2016 that that really happened. And so for the past three years, I was very, very mobile and uh moving all over the place and uh the my my long time dream was pulling out socks out of my drawer from a cupboard because (laughs) moving around with like your uh, your luggage constantly being open Mm -hmm. and like it was just it was just really becoming a hassle and it, uh, it took me a solid year to find a place that I wanted to settle down again.
2: Yeah.
1: Uh, yet, um, yeah, I was really dreaming about that. And now I found it. It's been a year that I'm on Bowen, And I think I only took a two weekend trips off to the U.S. And that's it. I've been here this whole time. Yeah.
0: So maybe we can talk a little bit about... What's a dream for many people, and what many people can do nowadays work and live from anywhere? And how, at some point, you need a home, you need a base?
1: Um, I guess it really depends, it just really depends from people to people, and I'd say phases as well of people. I think we're many different people depending on the moment we're in life, right? And I was someone two, three years ago, and I was really enjoying that lifestyle. That's what I wanted, mm. and I needed that. Mm. I needed it because I was also searching something, and I just needed that flexibility. Yeah. And now I'm just a completely different person because that phase is over, and those needs are just not there anymore. So, yeah, I guess it really really depends it
0: depends uh where you are at in life and also if, if that might be good for someone and not necessarily for someone else
1: yeah um yeah so in in my experience i never planned it i guess that's the best you know mindset i could have the best mindset is no mindset right <laughs> it's just like letting it Slide into something Let's organic. Dive deeply. Right <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we're past the three-minute mark. Um, th- there's, there's no. Yeah, there was no planning of this. I never really wanted it. I just more realized and discovered that I didn't need to be somewhere in order to work. Uh, I, that was mm. probably in 2012. You know, I, I started working remotely for a company in San Francisco. And I, I started my own startup that was in San Francisco. And this was all done remotely, and I kept traveling around. and
0: um, That's not something you wanted, or it's never something you dreamed
1: of. It's never something I dreamed of. It's just really something that happened, yeah, naturally. I I, I dreamed of being happy, that was for mm. sure. And as long as I wasn't happy, I was going to keep, you know, searching mm. and... Luckily, I, would, I was able to work from anywhere and so I could live uh, correctly and with the right amount of money,
2: mm-hmm.
1: all the while still traveling and doing that spiritual search that I was on. Mm-hmm. I didn't have to, you know, do the traditional hippie backpacking trip <laughs> with absolutely no money and what I, I heard people are now like asking for money in the streets of mm. Manila and stuff to pay their own trips I didn't have to do that I had the luxury of staying in nice places and <laughs> treating myself to a good life while I was doing the spiritual search so it was yeah it just really happened organically it just really happened organically
0: do you want to talk about how the spiritual search started
1: uh, yes. I start it started.
2: Yeah. <clears throat>
1: it started by me getting up one morning while I was living in Berlin. This was in <clears throat> November 2014. And I got up one morning and I ate very healthy and uh, I, I treated myself to to a nice coffee and then I got in front of the computer and I started working and all of a sudden I just had a rush of tears and sadness and just despair and uh, all that I had been fighting against I had been fighting against like major
0: health issues
1: yeah um, health issues digestive issues mm. and I was having these episodes these Fortnightly episodes where I would literally just crash in in yeah uh, what I, I could only call like episodes of morbidity mm. uh, where you, I just felt the life force getting completely sucked out of me and as I say this it's very clear now but at the time mm. it wasn't mm. at the time you know when you're locked into when you're locked into chronic health disease Mm. you think that everybody's going through something similar and they're just not talking about it Mm. like you are Mm. it's it's
0: normal
1: yeah it's quote-unquote normal and it's something you just have to suck it up and you know you just have to like go to the gym and take some tylenol or and you know drink more orange juice and you'll feel better and um Yeah, so that day in November, that came rushing up and I just had enough of it all. I I felt like I needed a massive change and so I told everyone in Berlin that I was leaving and the job that I was at at the time that I really needed a big break. I told the guys I was starting, doing the startup with and I had been working for two years that I wasn't going to keep going and I would find somebody to replace me. And that's when I booked my ticket for Indonesia and I left on December that year. And... Yeah, that's where it all started. Um, that's where it all started.
0: Yeah. And now?
1: And now, after having gone through so much, which I'm writing about uh, on a almost daily basis, uh, and I'm, I'm trying to put a big... Words? Yeah, words on it and a big piece of work together because there's so much to say and there's there were so many episodes. And that now yeah I'm feeling better every single day that's mm. for sure I don't have those episodes anymore I feel a hundred pounds lighter although I probably only lost five <laughs> it's it's uh, yeah it's definitely a massive change and knowing exactly where I'm going what I'm yeah. doing why yeah. I'm doing it it's the why as well that really counts so much yeah. um, just having that purpose it's, so, it's changed massively what's the why?
2: Lie.
1: bringing joy bringing lightness bringing um, celebrating life i guess that's the that's the biggest part we don't we never celebrate life enough you know or we don't celebrate it in the right ways and that's something that's lacking i feel enormously in so many traditions and so I'm accompanying people, I'm helping them go through the same process of Mm -hmm. transformation that I went through, like so many others, Uh, and yeah, I think a big part of it is that it's just more celebration, more realizing that we've made it, you know, we've made it. Being alive is an Mm. achievement in Mm. itself, Mm. you know, going through that whole process of incarnation coming out of the womb growing up as children and making it through all that and today being able to sit here and mm. in a pretty healthy manner um, mm. talk about whatever we want to talk about and enjoy the sun and meet new people like that's to me it's an achievement in itself like we should be celebrating that every moment right
0: yeah I'm totally celebrating that right now. <laughs> Having coffee. And she's sipping
1: on her coffee. <laughs>
0: at the harbor. And the sun with... is
1: coming out. Yeah. The ferry just arrived and yeah. people are coming out. All sorts of tourists coming to get... Spend their money. And it's just coffee.
0: amazing. <laughs> I've just cried since I've been back to Canada. Almost every day. Because it, it's so beautiful. I'm totally celebrating.
2: <laughs>
0: but yeah, so... Yeah. what What is this work you do? So you... Uh, help people see that and what how? um
1: I guess that 's the the touch that I would bring because that 's what made my, my actually the real beginning of the the spiritual transformation started with um, with MDMA when I arrived in Berlin and i I, I discovered the whole party scene and the whole um, yeah drug scene that I was always kind of fantasizing about since I was very very young actually and not in an unhealthy way just in a more very curious of why these people were getting into these different states were were putting themselves in these Completely different mind states and experiencing a, a different way of saying of seeing life temporarily, and then going back to what they knew. Mm. I always saw that as kind of a just a really, really interesting thing to do, and um, and so that's when I went to my first parties, and I, I went in such, I got such an afterglow and such a positive effect after taking MDMA for the first time that it it really bounced me out of the bubble I was living in and that I needed to bounce out. I don't think anything else could have helped me that much than MDMA at the time. I was so trapped in my ego. Mm. You know, those people who have an answer to everything you tell Mm. them. I was that person. (laughs) Like I, I, would not take.
0: it. still a little bit like that. Yeah. <laughs>
2: yeah, yeah.
1: For sure, definitely. I know it now, and I laugh about it. I was definitely not laughing about it at the time. You know, it, it was more of a. I, I'm not going to listen to what you say. I don't want to. Uh-huh. No, I, I'm my way. I'm the right way, and. Uh,
2: yeah.
1: And that just so many people are trapped in that so many people are trapped in that and I was one of them and the only way that I could break out was something as powerful as uh, an intactogen drug like MDMA and that's when it really, really, really started yeah so after taking that drug I started to really see the world differently it just opened up so many things in me you know, you just have a massive consciousness opening and then you need to integrate it So that's when all the negative emotions, I could say, started really coming Mm. upon me. All of a sudden, like, life was hard Mm. because I had just seen what it could be. And then you're set back and you're like, oh, shit, that's not what it is. And life
0: was easy before that?
1: Life was easy because I didn't see... Yeah, I was blocking out all emotions. I was blocking out any sense of what love could be. I was blocking out... So many living things when you live in such a morbid energy or you're not really living. You know, you're either living, either you're in morbid energy. And I was really in that morbid energy. And so after that happened, it it took a good two, three years of really discovering uh, life in a different way until... I didn't have use for the drugs anymore and I Mm. needed something else. Mm. That's when I went to Indonesia. Mm. And I felt like I needed to stop as well. It was becoming unhealthy. And when I went to Indonesia that year, uh, I discovered another part of me, definitely. That's when I did the the, um, silent silent retreat for three weeks. That was really the first time where I got in touch with who I really was. And then it took me another year. Uh, of Berlin and relapsing in order to get back Mm -hmm. uh, to Asia for five months and that's Mm -hmm. when I did my first Vipassana retreat Mm -hmm. also it's that same time where I discovered through a friend this methodology called Festen and when I saw the website and I saw that they were offering a liberation through act a liberation through doing something about it through a ritual through what we call shamanic psychotherapy, through Mm -hmm. something that was using... There was an actual date as to when you would feel better. It's like a commitment to yourself that you make. Mm -hmm. You know, when you get up in the morning, Mm -hmm. you tell yourself, okay, today I'm not going to smoke. Who's watching? Nobody's watching. You're in your bed by yourself and you just had a thought. You didn't even say it out loud.
2: (laughs) That is maybe
1: the most powerless action you can have on yourself and by the end of the day you'll be smoking again if you get up and you say okay i'm next week at this day i'm inviting 50 of my friends and family i'm gonna get up in front of them and i'm gonna tell them that i'm done smoking and that i was smoking for these reasons and because this is over i'm not gonna do it again Mm. you'll never be smoking again Mm. because you'll have that power of transformation you just did an act it's like marriage it's a commitment Mm. it's a symbolic act So, this is the work that I help people go through. And this is the work that I went through. And I have to say, within six months, sorry, six weeks, uh, working up to that moment, that act,
2: there's a dramatic
1: amount of change that happens within you. Because your mind knows that there's kind of no escape Mm -hmm. anymore. And you can't really go back to those old patterns. You have to stick to it because that day it's over. You're an adult. You're mm. responsible now. You're free. And you can do any anything you want. There's no excuses anymore. Mm. You're not gonna go back to whining about my parents did this and my parents did that. There's an explanation and there's resolution to all of this. There's peace.
0: How hard were the six weeks?
1: They were the hardest weeks yeah. of my life. <laughs> It has, to, it has yeah. to pay off at some point. You yeah. know, th- this, is, this is what I love about this methodology. This is what I love about Vipassana. This is what I love about spiritual practices that are actual practices and that require work, like yeah. yoga that yeah. you've done. It yeah. requires commitment. It requires effort. And the results you get yeah. is proportional to the effort. Mm. We're on planet Earth. We're incarnated. We're beings that are rewarded by effort. And spirituality works the same thing. I think too many people are waiting for Morpheus to show up and give them, you know, a pill. And then the (laughs) pill does everything. Um, When Neo goes down the rabbit hole and takes the red pill, he goes through a lot of suffering. There's a lot of deconditioning. There's a lot of work that's involved. He suffers a lot. And I think that's what, you know, a lot of people forget. Like, you need to go through a lot of work for transformation, it doesn't happen overnight you can open the doors and you know let the magic in for sure
0: but doesn't mean that life needs to be hard
1: life does not need to be hard no I think we we should be making life as easy as possible for ourselves yet facing the truth is hard and facing the truth will bring ultimate liberation on every level. Mm. The more you're honest with yourself, the harder it's going to be in that moment. Yet, the greater the reward after that, because it, yeah, freedom really. I love the music. As well. <laughs> um, yeah, freedom really comes from facing the truth. That's, that's what I found so yeah. far. Yeah.
0: So, you liked that... Thanks for sharing that, by the way, but... Um, you liked that... Or it helped you so much to go through this transformation yourself that you decided to help other people go through the same thing.
1: Yeah. Um, it's, it's even more selfish than that. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> it's even more selfish than that. And I'm, I'm proud of being selfish in this sense, because... Yeah, that's um, so what, what happened was that I went through these six weeks, I did the act, and then after that there's another six sessions that um, that can last a couple months that are spread out over a couple, couple months because it requires a lot of work. And after the second session of that, I, I quit. I actually stopped the, the transformation process because I was in Portugal at the time, I was in love, I was having my first teaching job, where I was teaching in front of 30 people, uh, something yeah. that was still unheard of, you know, two months prior to that, and so I was going, I was such in a positive high, that uh, yeah. I was in that feeling of like, hey, you yeah. know, that's it, I, I'm, I I'm done, for, that. Yeah, yeah. yeah, exactly, I'm, I'm done for that, I'm cured, for this life, pretty much, yeah, the whole, just before the massive relapse,
2: <laughs> and...
1: So when I did relapse, uh, I went back and I finished the work. And once I did finish the work, I started feeling, you know what? Once this work is over, I'm going to stop. I feel like I'm going to stop working on myself. And I'm gonna have, it's going to be hard motivating myself. That's when I realized that helping other people would put me in this place of accountability yeah, to the yeah, world. Yeah. Of saying, okay, you went through this process. You've discovered this awesome thing. You've discovered this thing that's brought you so much joy and happiness in your life. You need to share it now. And you're responsible for sharing that. It would be be horrible to just keep it to myself. And just hang on to that little bit of transformation. Mm -hmm. And just suck the life out of it. So, I knew I would need to keep growing. And in order to keep growing, I need to be helping other people mm. if I'm yeah. not growing I can't help them and I do have so much devotion in helping them that it just pushes me I it, it's my it's my kick in the ass you know
0: mm. yeah I mean it's always a little bit selfish what we do you know
1: yeah it needs it's it starts it, it starts uh, of course. yeah it really starts from it starts from there and that's why we were talking about unapologetic before <laughs> unapologetic, that's <like> me <laughs> that's where it all starts it really starts with fuck everyone and you know i'm my only priority is feeling better
0: fuck everyone but from a place of love just yeah yeah just
1: (laughs) Uh, side note from a place of self-love from a place of i'm i'm gonna take care of me first And Otherwise the moment, you
0: cannot serve other people. You can't, you
1: can't serve them correctly. It's always tainted with a hint of they're going to help me back. Yeah. They're going to do this, they're going to do that. Yeah. And Expectations. as long as I didn't feel happy in my life, I could not help other people. I was trying. I was trying mm. all my youth. All I was getting was people not accepting my help because they didn't ask for yep, it yep. and me not having Still the right it. tools to help them <laughs> it's it's a thing right it's that savior kind of yep. uh thing we're just we're kind of begging for love in that way uh, you know back I see, yeah. and so yeah, I, uh, yeah number step one obviously like I, i'm not the first one to say this but because it's i've been through it step one is just stop putting any sort of help towards the outside help yourself first Mm. and until you feel that river fountain of joy Mm. within yourself Mm. you can spread it then it'll be free you know
0: come to Bowen Island yeah come
1: to to Bowen Island you won't have to do anything (laughs) it's the red
0: pill
1: (laughs) (laughs) you'll have to do a lot still (laughs) it's it's expensive as (laughs) fuck
0: yeah sorry yeah Um, yeah help yourself
1: first help yourself first because after that you have so much spare you have so much spare love spare happiness spare this and then you can give it out without expecting anything in return for real and People can spit at you back, and you'll just be like, "All right, you want mm. another hug? Mm. <laughs> Is that mm. what you want.
0: Yeah, that's fine. That's what you do, huh? You, yeah. you tell me so many stories where uh, wh- there was one. People. Yeah, <laughs> there was one story. You were in Berlin, and and one guy pushed you or some or bumped into you. I think literally. I was on.
1: I remember this story. I was on the. I was on the sidewalk. Yeah, I was on the sidewalk, and I was. Uh, happy, biking. Happy like, as
0: fuck.
1: <laughs> happy as fuck, and I was biking like an asshole Frenchman that doesn't respect any yeah. German rules, just completed what they would call gaijin smash in Japan, just destroying the local um, know, customs. <laughs> yeah, uh, And, and it, a, a poor, sad uh, man just turned around to me and just started yelling, telling me it wasn't the wasn't supposed to be on the sidewalk and it wasn't you know a a biking lane and I was feeling so happy and he was feeling so sad that I just I just put down my bike and I I went to reach out to give him a hug and he was he was so like his brain cramped you know it just like
2: it it just didn't know what
1: was happening he didn't understand because you know his mind was expecting me to spit back yeah and, um, yeah, so he just kind of stayed there and half accepted the hug and then left looking back like he was... Yeah, he just didn't understand what had happened. And, I, yeah, those are the kind of things, I guess, that's why being happy number one mm. is, is the most important. You can't, you can't spread anything otherwise. If I wouldn't have been happy that day... I probably would have just said nothing mm. and sucked it in. Sad, I would have taken his bad energy and then just and
0: keeps going. spit it out stuff. to someone else and spit it out to whatever.
1: somebody else, or just take you know take it all on my tummy and then my yeah. uh, uh, yeah. know, would have destroyed my tummy even yeah. a bit more. So it's
0: Ooh, let's talk about this. Uh, let's Talk about tummy uh, psychosomatic pain, or oh. you know, or the fact that if you take this kind of energies, uh, so
1: um, this is how I feel it.
0: Yeah. My favorite topic
2: right now. Okay.
1: There's going to be a lot of information, probably.
2: Yeah. <laughs> Nerd so, time! <laughs> uh,
1: when we're born... When we're born... That's how it all starts. <laughs> there's there's a... We have a symbolic law that's inscribed in us, a bit like the 10 Commandments, you know? Mm-hmm. And one of them is... Mom is love and dad is security mm. that's what we expect as a child that's what's innate to us that's what being human is supposed to be it never works out that way of course uh, on so many occasions mom <laughs> is not yeah exactly <laughs> like what? we will
0: do
2: <laughs> we will do
1: precisely you know the mother comes home and the, the dad is uh Looking at some soccer game or whatever, and hasn't been taking care of the child. The child is full of poop and poopy diaper. The mother comes home, she's tired, whatever, and she, you know, takes it all out on the kid. And at that moment, you know, because that symbolic law is broken, it's it's a it's a massive trauma in the child because the child is at like that child that's going through.
0: <laughs> Sorry for all the noises. <laughs>
1: All right, well, there you go. So we're talking about, <laughs> about exactly that. Yeah. Um, at that moment, the child is at great risk of death, actually, mm-hmm. because that mom equals love is not being honored, or dad equals security is not being honored. And so he's at a great risk of death. In order to fix that, He's going to create a lie to make it up for that lack. Because mom is equals love, if she's treating me without love, something must be wrong with me. That's how loving the baby is. He's Mm going to take it out on himself Mm -hmm. and he's going to say, you know what? I probably don't deserve love. There's Mm -hmm. something I didn't do Mm -hmm. because otherwise she must be loving me. She's Mm -hmm. a mother. Mm -hmm. So that's the lie. Knows Um. what I'm talking about. Um, So at that very moment, you see, she picked picked her up and now mom equals love again and everything's fine. Yeah, (laughs) wow. Um, At that very moment, that lie is created. That lie is going to stick with us forever. All right. And when later on, yeah, when we're adults Mm and life and everything, in order to avoid seeing all of those lies. Mm-hmm. Because remember we still have the same mind. Mm-hmm. So our mind still thinks we're in constant danger. Mm-hmm. And the moment we realize that mum was not equal to love or dad was not equal to security, we're at great risk of danger. Mm-hmm. Obviously this danger is like not real anymore mm-hmm. because we're grown up. And so looking at that um, we're going to constantly Redirect what we really feel. Mm-hmm. We're going to avoid all emotions. We're going to avoid going into situations that are going to show us those mirrors. Mm-hmm. We're going to avoid, we're just locking up in our egos and mm-hmm. stuff, right? All of that activity needs to, all of that, I would say, negative energy or tension needs mm-hmm. to go somewhere. Mm-hmm body of course mm-hmm. there's no real other way so mm-hmm. either actually in France people love to complain and throw it on other people yeah, yeah. Uh, that's another way actually of doing it it works if you had okay. somebody to complain to 24/ 7 mm-hmm. you know but you
0: know, then it it has an in, in, impact on their body you think the, the it, people who the people who hears? take it yeah, yeah I mean
1: they're they need like they, they're gonna take a toll right yeah. they're gonna take it in some way I don't think it's gonna probably gonna have an mm-hmm. indirect impact on their body they're probably just gonna get more tense right yeah. but it needs to go somewhere. Yeah. It's you it. know la voisier. rien ne se perd, rien ne se crée, tout se transforme, nothing gets yeah. created, nothing gets destroyed, yeah. everything transforms. You can't, it just doesn't dissipate like mm. that. So it needs to go somewhere. So either yeah you pull it out on somebody else and then nobody grows from the experience and we just keep passing it on like a hot potato.
2: Yeah.
1: Or like wrecking so has pass the hand grenade uh, until it blows up. Or you actually store it in your body yeah. as tension. Yeah. That's stress. That's what we call stress on a daily basis. It's just storing all of these things we don't want to look at. And as that builds up, you could say, you could call it unreleased emotions. Mm-hmm. Simply, mm-hmm. you know, emotional experiences you don't want to go through. And as that builds up, it builds up, it builds up. We all go through stress, and we try to you know bite our nails or me it's like the, the back or mm. whatever it is too,
2: the back definitely. there you go <laughs>
1: um until some point where there's been so much stress mm. and the body's sending you signals 24 mm. 7 and you're not listening mm. so after a year two years three years four years the body doesn't know what to do else mm-hmm. other than say you know what you're not listening to me, I'm gonna send something worse. Mm. Here's a disease. Mm. That's why we call it a dis ease. It's the same in French, it's called maladie, mm. the, the, the pain said. In, in English, it's a dis ease. You're not at ease. It's just a buildup. It's mm. just a buildup over so much time. Yeah. Uh, something you haven't listened to. And so.
0: And you, and you think everything, all the pains you have is this? Well, it comes from that?
1: There's mechanical pain, which, of course, you know, if you're sitting cross legged for 10 hours a day doing your Vipassana retreat, you're going to have pain <laughs> yeah. uh,
0: in your knees.
1: You're going to have pain in your knees, and it's because you've been sitting that way. Of course, it, it's logical. I do still believe that there are pains that we inflict on ourselves subconsciously without knowing. Uh, I mean, if you're getting lung cancer, it's, yeah, because you smoke, but why are you smoking in the first place? Mm-hmm. That stress, it's, you're redirecting some sort of stress mm-hmm. to smoking, mm-hmm. and that's what gave you the lung cancer. The mm-hmm. lung cancer comes from that initial stress that you mm-hmm. weren't listening to. Mm-hmm. It's just, it's really like, think of it as like a stock, you know? You have a, you have a, a room full of stuff, you have to get rid of it somehow, right? and you can't just put it in the recycle bin and then it goes somewhere else. That's, that's what the world Talent. we live in, right? We have no... If we, if we were to, like, keep... If we were to, to, like, not go to the trash bin and not go to the recycle bin and we have to handle everything we take into our space, can you imagine how it would yeah. look like? It would It'd be different.
0: would look like those houses, you know, that you cannot go in anymore because it's full of garbage bags.
1: Exactly. That's what we're doing the same with our bodies, Right. It's just like we're looking for places to throw it to the trash. It's like, I don't, I don't want this anymore. Yeah. But the only way to...
0: Make it disappear. Make
1: it disappear is to transmute it. You need to listen to whatever's there. You need to listen to the emotion. Listen to what the gift is. Listen to what the yeah. lesson is.
0: Exactly. See the pain as a lesson.
1: Which it is, yeah. Yeah.
0: So, what kind of tools can they use to listen first and then know what it is or whatever? I mean... How did you do it?
1: as I'm talking my friend Christophe is behind me and he just went through a Vipassana retreat he just went through his first Vipassana retreat and that's to me that's the number one step Mm. Uh, it's the place to me that I would send every human being Mm. it's the only it's the only real thing I give money to on on a monthly basis because I
0: you believe in it
1: yeah I believe in the deep power that it has it's, it's,
0: um, so for people listening who don't know what vipassana retreats are
1: so yeah a vipassana retreat in the tradition of uh, SN Cuenca is it's a type of meditation that is there to eradicate suffering it's here on the planet to eradicate suffering, it's a, it's a type of meditation that helps you observe reality So coming back to what we were just saying before, we're constantly avoiding reality. Mm. We're constantly trying to avoid to see the the pains, the truth, Mm. whatever our parents caused us, whatever Mm. trauma we went through. We're all just avoiding that because Mm. it's painful to Mm. look at. Vipassana is one of those tools that helps you reach such a level of relaxation that you're able to observe these things Mm. objectively without reacting to them like we always do and Mm. then creating all Mm. of these diseases Mm. so you're finally able to let it come up to the surface let it sprout and deal with it in a healthy human adult manner so that's where I would tell everybody to start
0: but or end it's probably the hardest thing in the world
1: it is the hardest thing I've ever done in the world yeah the, the first vipassana retreat was something extraordinarily difficult and that's 10 why it was
0: sitting what ten hours a
1: day it's meditating. 10 days, sitting about ten hours a day, meditating, yeah. Your body hurts. You're not talking to anyone. Oh, yeah. You're not looking at anyone, you're not touching anyone. Yeah. You're not reading. You're not writing.
2: Yeah.
1: Uh, there's no output mm. and there's minimum input. Mm. So you're just left there with your thoughts. Mm. And you're left there with your pain. Mm-hmm. And some can see it as a brutal way of taking a look at it, I tend to see the fact that we are dying. We're already dead the moment we're born. It's there, it's settled. <laughs> and I see Ophelia's eyes in my like, oh,
0: Talking about fuck. morbidity.
1: <laughs> Talking about, yeah, <laughs> you could see it that way. I, I see it as more vitality because yeah. when you start to accept that fact and the fact that it's the only thing we know about everything Mm. it's that we're all going to die there's not one person that beat that Mm. the rest is really speculation and so once you've really acknowledged that and accepted that I think there's no real time to sit back and try to make it easy for ourselves Mm. in order to transform and get better Mm. and if there's a place in you that's you know, that's like touched right now and it feels like, oh shit, yeah, um, maybe I should go and do that because, you know, I don't have that much time left, like it's over Mm -hmm. before we think it, Mm -hmm. then it's the moment to jump on that, then it's like it's time, you know, it's time.
0: Registration opens uh, next Sunday for the Christmas holidays and where I live. So you know
1: what you're In your you know what you're doing. So as you're re- redirecting yeah. that to your right ear,
0: <laughs> I hate conscious friends. <laughs> I'm very nervous right now, <laughs> thinking it's on my calendar. I, I had, I, because Till wants to do it too. Till did it last year. I didn't get accepted. Thank God, because I know it's gonna be hard, right? And yeah. I, and now you say that, and I'm like fuck, I think I have to do it, no!
1: It's, yeah, like, hard is the journey and exceptional is the reward and just liberating is the reward. I I can't, to me, every time I go to a Vipassana retreat, I observe the following two, three weeks and there's always a moment where I realize the change, the profound change that I did within myself and that is just there forever. You know, when you, you do so much change in, in a retreat and it's really like pulling out, you know, the, the weeds. But the weeds are still there for like a, two, three weeks. And then all of a sudden it, it just disappears yeah. and you realize yeah, yeah, yeah. you're not reacting to some way, something the way you used to. And that's just, and you're just more and more calm and At least, detached yeah. about it. And you just you don't calm react. And you're so much more in a peaceful place. Yeah, I, I couldn't recommend a better tool than that one.
2: Okay.
1: And that, that's really the door. It, it's, like, it's like weed being a gateway drug, you know. It's like mm. once you've done that one, you're open to so much other stuff. And it's a daily practice that you can keep doing that keeps you in touch. I, if I don't meditate in the mornings like at least half an hour, I'm going to feel, yeah, I'm going to feel cranky and I'm going to start paying attention to things that I don't profoundly give it that yeah, I, yeah. I don't want to give any attention to. It don't matter.
2: Yeah. Okay.
0: So, we fast enough a tool, going inwards. Going <laughs> super inwards. And, uh, and then, what other tools do we have?
2: Um. And then, I <clears throat> And
1: then uh, there's a lot more tools that I use with the people I help mm-hmm. uh, in the second part of the, of the process and the biggest one of them is just grasping emotional intelligence, mm-hmm. um, we all heard, we've all heard about it, we all know a little bit about it, yet practicing it, again it's all about mm-hmm. practice. Mm-hmm in the work I do it's the same thing I always tell my clients
2: they're wondering why they're not getting the results
1: it's like you know if you don't work at school you're not going to get good grades if you work at school you're going to get good grades it's, it's, it's as simple as that and so this is one of the tools And in, in emotional intelligence every situation every negative emotion you encounter in life really knowing what that emotion is exactly first step uh, recognizing it Secondly, knowing what it means, that's the most important part. Like, the message that it's communicating to you, it's a language. It's literally just the body language speaking to you and telling you, Wait, you're on the right track? Or wait, you're on the wrong track. You need to do this. This person has done that. I feel like this because it's hurting this part of you. This is what you should do about it. Um, and then that really helps you develop empathy as well for the other person. You start understanding that you're just a tube. With, you know, yeah. with which emotions go through and they're just little messages you stop being identified with them mm. you stop seeing them as personal attacks right? like yeah. you know, whatever comes to you so that part is really important so then,
0: how do you recognize emotions?
1: how do you recognize them? yeah <laughs> um,
0: in your, you feel them in your body?
1: oh yeah oh yes uh, I guess it this is, would be an uh, another topic like some some people it's maybe more intense than others uh yeah, anything that you feel anything that you feel within your body, you know um yeah, I guess at the beginning I could, my my grandfather would be a perfect example of somebody who didn't know what was going on at all who was in a complete distress at that level, it was like uh. Either But I think
0: all things. our grandparents and parents you they yeah. don't know they they don't know about those topics. Yeah,
1: so he would say I don't feel good or I feel good. Like that's how far that's as far as it would go.
0: I don't feel good in my body. Yeah. Or,
1: I don't feel good. And he wouldn't even be able to tell where does he um, feel good. Um, When we say emotions, I mean, most of us still know, you know, oh, I'm feeling guilty right now. Mm. I'm feeling nostalgic. And
0: then it's another thing to feel it and to acknowledge what you feel. To
1: acknowledge it. Yeah. And to acknowledge it clearly. Exactly. First of all, acknowledging it clearly. And then when you're there, you're like, okay, what's the message here? What am I called for? What am I supposed to do? And then you get into an action basis in response to that. And you actually do something about it and you know with, with emotions there's always three it's either you accept the situation that's going on yeah. when you do but for example you know we're here at the cafe there starts being like a huge noise next to us we're getting a bit frustrated frustration comes up okay what do we do about it first of all we can accept it and can say okay it's going to go away in ten minutes in two minutes accept it and there at that moment the chemicals that are in your body that were sent that were making you feel the frustration, there's a chemical for that. That goes through your some system that I can't tell exactly. I'm not a I'm not a doctor on that, but it will end up going through the kidneys and just going out through your urine. Like it's transmuted. You you've processed it, right? We can also make it make the situation better. So, I don't know, move somewhere else, for example. Or we can quit and just completely leave the situation altogether. We always have those three options. Most people will take option number four, which is complaining about it.
0: You see? It's the French option.
1: It's the French option, exactly, the Latin option. And, you know, that's when you see grandmothers, you know, sitting down on a bench and just staying for four hours. They're just passing the hot potato along. And whoever leaves the last is the one who's gonna be the most depressed. You know what I mean? Mm. They all just stick around and th- throw their yeah. complaints on one of yeah. each other. So that that's the, the fourth, you know, unhealthy solution. Any other of those right. three solutions work. And you will transmute the emotion and that will you know um, make just keep you at peace. Yeah. You won't store it. Yeah. And then you, when people go through trauma, they don't go through that long process of going through one of those three options, which is hard, you know, accepting that somebody died in your family when they were five, like accepting to see your child die. There's a like horrible yeah. stuff, right? And those traumas are the ones that stick within our bodies. And then you have a child, that child is going to get that trauma and that it's going to be her turn to heal it. I've healed stuff from my grandfather. From the yeah. Algerian War, I've cried for weeks because mm. I went through. I, I started accepting the trauma that went that through,
2: an and he didn't. You know, butted. it just gets right. way, it well, just gets passed pass along. So yeah. be
1: like with your recycling. You know, be <laughs> reuse. Don't use too much plastic packaging. Yeah. Just don't pass it along. Like the earth, you know, yeah. We're passing along a unhealthy earth to our children. Same yeah. thing yeah. with your emotions. Same yeah. thing with your trauma. Yeah deal with it
0: wow so okay so go inwards Mm -hmm. emotional um
1: healing yeah emotional intelligence yeah
0: and you notice the emotions in your body but uh, probably if you go inwards first you will be more inclined to listen to your body and those emotions yes i guess a lot of
1: like I take the example of me before doing any MDMA, I was completely cut off. From my right. It's possible to cut yourself off completely. Yep. Yeah,
2: well, Those are
1: people that will get life. some pretty I'm hardcore diseases that just jump, jump off on them go, like very violent.
2: Thinking, We're all capable
1: right. of redirecting in our bodies. We're mm-hmm. very good at that. And so cutting off your emotions. Yeah, in, to me, I mean, it was, you know, the belly. Most of the time it mm. is. Anytime you feel anxiety, you feel a tightness in your belly. Mm. The decoding of anxiety in your belly. The belly is the center of expressing and compressing emotions. If you have tightness there, it means you're torn between expressing what you really want... Mm. And on the other side, you're afraid to say it because if you do, that's gonna bring up that famous lie of mom not being love and dad not being security. It just contradicts everything you've been living in so far. So that was, that was where I was storing all the emotions, right? In my belly. I just wouldn't express it. And it still happens nowadays. Like, I still have those belly pains from time to time. Just when I, when I do now your I noise. know what we're talking about I yeah. know why I'm feeling it yeah and um,
0: you can make the link right away to your yeah. life. I stop
1: and I'm like okay what am I not expressing uh, what's going on yeah. and more often than not I find what it is mm. generally I need to cry and I sit there and I start mm. really focusing on that area emotion comes up and sometimes I'm just crying for no reason Some I'm a human being right and it needs to come out
0: it happens to me
1: the <laughs> yeah there you go <laughs> we do have that in common um, so yeah and then it comes out and I'm good to go I can keep going it's a process
0: hmm. and then is there a third step?
1: celebrating <laughs> <laughs> and then celebrating
0: and Hard to say, but yes, yeah,
2: yeah.
1: Then just celebrating the fact—that's that's a beautiful mm. thing to celebrate: the fact that we can feel emotions and let them come through us mm. and let them listen to them, react on them, and just let them come out. Yeah, I think yeah. that's it
0: Drink coffee good. at the yeah. harbor. Mm-hmm. Drink coffee at the harbor.
1: Yeah, drink coffee at the harbor. Yeah, that's a good point.
0: Go for a little <laughs> hike. <Yeah. laughs>
1: all the tough stuff yeah do something yeah. fun yeah
0: Just for yourself
1: do something as and don't fun don't feel
0: guilty about it because <laughs> <laughs> then only then you will be able to do things for other people there you go if you're happy I noticed it in my relationship also um, if we're both doing our own things if he's right now till is um, kayaking in the woods having no reception for a few days that's his thing and I'm here in Canada having coffee with you. That's my thing. <laughs> and then we can meet and be super happy and not fight.
1: <laughs> exactly, because you both you both, For have, hours. you both have a cup filled of peace, yeah. and you bring peace to the table. Yeah. You don't bring that. You don't bring those unhealthy emotions. Yeah. Now it's possible, you know, to go through really. Um, Like periods of emotional, like sadness and really deep, um, even like depression or whatever, and be with someone. This is the beauty of Mm. emotional intelligence. It solves 99% of relational issues. When you're emotionally intelligent, you're able to never take things. Personally, yeah, right. You're able to be yeah. empathetic with the person yeah. that's in front of you. And once that's done, and especially if the other person is like that, how can you get in a fight? Yeah. How can you fight about anything? You can yeah, only you can be, be in disagreements, or you can be mm. both in negative emotions, mm. you know how to deal with them. Mm. You're not afraid of them anymore. That's mm. the issue. Everybody's it's afraid of the
0: emotions. Because the they
1: yeah. feel like it's... Right emotions are suffering they feel like being sad is suffering you know that when we're sad Mm. then we have to we're suffering we're not it's just a message message of sadness and when you're crying it just means it's the brain acknowledging that you can move on now Mm. and and it's so necessary and yeah
0: yeah I feel like if everybody would know that the other person is a mirror and not necessarily in a romantic relationship but mm-hmm. in any yeah. kind of relationship yeah. the world would be a better place.
2: <laughs>
1: <laughs> well it would be yeah it would definitely be more helpful. I, I have a tendency to say that to me the world is a better place since I'm happy. You know? It's it's I don't I, I mean I I see it as an awesome place. I used to hate it. I used to really used see to hate it as a it. Okay. place. I yeah. Know as a really sucky, sucky place. Like, everybody, yeah, just, you know, going through these mindless, you know, consumptions or just uh, all of what's wrong with the world that we all agree on, you know? I would see that as something Mm. really negative. And the moment I started becoming really happy and in peace, the world is perfect to me. I understand how just, yeah, we're all... We're all growing at a level we're just at such different speeds, mm. in such different levels. Everything is here for a reason, mm. and um, the world is becoming a better place, how it we is, want to see it. Yeah. It is becoming a better place uh, all the time. Just, just human beings. That's what we do. We just spiritually grow. Mm. If there would be a bit more spiritual growth and a bit less outwards growth, mm. it would, I mean. It's definitely necessary. That's mm-hmm. how I see the future.
0: It's coming. Yeah. yeah.
1: Stop, stop growing your, your bank account and, mm. and, uh, and the, the things you have
2: <laughs> I to
1: say, the more peace you have in words, the more growth you have in words, the less growth you're looking outwards. That's for sure. You, those, those desires just stop. Mm. They, they're, they don't, they're not there, there anymore. You just don't listen to them. They don't need to be there.
0: And they come naturally anyway.
1: They'll come. They'll always mm. come. That's the mind. It just wants more and more. And that's, that's why we're looking at the world the way it is. It's, mm. just, it's been governed by mind so far. And it's, we're doing a pretty big shift at the moment. Yeah. it governed by body, you know, mm. from now on. And, um, to see what that's going to look like. Mm. I'm probably not going to be around in this lifetime. You don't it.
0: Think, so? Well, to see, think so? Well, to see.
1: Well, to see that real success of it, like it's definitely a long-term... It's a massive shift. If it's been governed by mine for thousands of years and now we're shifting to something else... Um,
0: I think I'll be time. 16.
2: <laughs> <laughs>
0: Just to put a number on <laughs>
2: Yeah. Yeah
0: No yeah cool. I think we can finish on that if you have nothing else to share.
1: Um, we I do
0: talk I, for hours.
1: We okay. could talk, we could definitely talk for hours. I do have a little I feel like it's been 10 minutes we're talking. Uh-huh. I, do, I, do, <laughs> I do have a, light, a a tiny thing to share as well, but, which is one of another one of my recent passions that I've discovered. and because this subject just brought it up. We're shifting from letting our minds do the decisions for us. The millions of decisions that we're taking every day, because we are. Every single thing that we do is a decision. There's way more than we think. Um, and so far, we've been taking them with our minds. I want to quickly explain that
2: mm-hmm.
1: mind is only based on the past it has no knowledge of the future and it will only take decisions according to self survival it just wants to make you survive and make sure that you're not going to get hurt again and so it's going to take help it's going to take decisions according to that what is the safest Mm. is the safest the most right decision the most correct decision for us I highly doubt it safety doesn't bring growth Right, mm. daring and following our intuition will bring us new experiences, remember when you were a kid why were you so happy and so had such a glow in your eyes because your mind uh, hard drive wasn't full with crap yet it was filling up slowly every time you, know, you would suck up something and just like, take it in with bitterness it would just you know, one, put one more thing in your, in your hard drive but you were full of life and full of like intuition and just letting things flow because you would trust your body along. Them. Your mind wasn't that powerful yet. And now, as adults, it's just so ingrained in us and it's so like holding us back from having so many extraordinary experiences that will bring us negative emotions in the process. It's not, you know, just a. It's not just like rainbows and unicorns from now on. There are negative emotions and negative experiences, mm-hmm. but they're the correct ones for us.
0: And again, you see it as a lesson.
1: Yeah, so. exactly. Because we're just here to grow. We're yeah. just here to experience as human beings, right? So, sorry. This no, no, it's fine. This shift, this shift that's happening. Where we leave the mind as our decision making process and we're shifting to our bodies. This is something that the human design tool helps us with. It helps us with because we all have a different way of taking decisions. Um, a lot of, I, I, I hear a lot of things about saying, you know, trust your gut, trust your gut. Yeah, you're right. Trust your gut for the people that are sacral, and that's like two thirds of the population. So most of us, some of us out there don't have such. A powerful sacral energy they're connected to something else some are actually linked even to the moon and they need to wait 28 days in order to take a correct decision mm. because they're linked to the moon and that's what makes them experience waves of positive or negative uh, emotions uh, me like you actually we're both we have an emotional authority which mm. means that our emotions are way stronger mm. than our real sacral response I'll rephrase that Our sacral response is biased by our emotions. Mm. If you're with your boyfriend and he says, oh, let's move in together, and you're in a really positive state, your sacral is going to say yes. He asks you that at a negative moment, your sacral is probably going to say no. Uh, So you can't really trust your sacral here and there and just say, I'm going to go with it right away. Some people are like that, those that have sacral authority. Mm. But us, which is 50% of the population, we need to wait it out. We need to wait because we experience the positive emotion, then it goes down, we experience the negative emotion, and then we reach what we call emotional clarity. Once we reach that, then we can take a proper decision because we've experienced it in a positive feeling and in a negative feeling. We've seen both sides of the coin. So. right. I'm by, I, yeah, I couldn't. I couldn't dig into. It. I could dig into it for hours. Yeah. But basically, I'm uh, for the uh, listeners. I would <laughs> highly recommend recommend you check that out, and you check out your chart and see what your authority is and how it works, because that is your new decision making process, and it will contradict a lot of what your mind thinks. In a lot of situations, you'll be drawn to do something. Your gut will say yes, or for some people it's the spleen. Uh, Your intuition will say to do something, and your mind will be like, but no, we shouldn't do that. If we do that, then that, 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 that that happens. It's all a question of not giving a crap about everything that mind says, because mind is here to help us talk, write, uh, run.
0: Stay alive.
1: Yeah, stay alive and perform. It's a brain, but it's the worst thing to take decisions, because it doesn't take into account
2: the rest, the, rest, the yeah. people and everything,
1: and our body do, and our body does, our bodies know exactly what's right for us and for other people, we just need to like let go of trusting mind, the body knows everything, yeah. it's the perfect tool, it's a perfection, we just, we just have to stop questioning it and yeah. constantly saying, no, I'm, you know, my head says I'm right, I should do this, I should do that, no, your body knows it way better than you, way
2: better,
0: um, for a little bit of advertising right now, your brother is a human design specialist.
1: My, uh, he's yeah, he does readings. Uh, he does readings for people. I also do readings actually, but I, I would recommend you go to my brother. He has better <laughs> reading. Uh, his chart is uh, way better for that. He's he's mm. he was born on this earth to to do uh, that. that kind of stuff better than I am, and. Um, so, yeah, I would recommend uh, you guys get in contact with, uh, with him if you're looking to get a, a human design reading, if you need more explanation yeah. on, uh, on what your chart means.
0: And so his name is Cassian Labesse, and mm-hmm. his website, do you know it by heart? Uh,
1: I think if you type in Castien Labesse, maybe if you even type in Castien, I think he's one of the... 20 people in this world to have this first name, so C A S S I E N. And then Labes is my last name, of course. And yeah, you'll probably land on his website and you can contact him there and get a reading. And as for mine, you can just go to celebration.ca and that will take you right to the website where I do what you do my mind mechanical work with yeah including human disease as well.
2: Yeah. Thank you, Sylvia.
1: Thank you, Philippe.
0: There might be an episode number two. Let's see. (laughs) Just
1: always thinking about it already. The sun is completely out now. There's not a single cloud. And it's a beautiful day.
0: It is a beautiful life. Yeah.
2: So thanks for listening. Thanks so much. And we hope there was not too much noise.